five, four, three, two, actually go. We're already recording. Hello. 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 We've already started. Welcome back to Arrow <laughs> Chapter and Verse. This is uh, season three, episode uh, 26. 26? 26. 26. Okay, episode 26. It might be 25, but I think it's 26. I thought we did 27 already. No. I got to take a look now. I All right, think... Arrow Chapter and Verse fans, you know, you know how we roll. Yep, yeah, uh, complete transparency. Complete transparency. I'm willing to wager it's 26. Uh, and I'm right. Uh you uh yes you are correct you are correct i'm sorry i know i'm correct i said it i that's why i said it i wouldn't have said i'm correct yeah all right uh (laughs) correct this is season three episode 26 for us and we're looking at season six episode eight of arrow crisis on earth x part two yeah electric boogaloo yes now we know uh we know folks the way this has to go we know things have to get worse for our heroes before <laughs> they can get better they have to face some challenges before they can overcome the obstacles in this case nazis mm-hmm. but but and it's a big but <laughs> it is so much less satisfying when they are facing these obstacles because the rules are different for the villains. Yeah. Slash the heroes are dumb. Yeah. Slash they have hidden weaknesses that we never knew about. Yes. In in this case, fire. uh, We find out that this is a spoiler. Firestorm's weakness is a column. Apparently. (laughs) You throw firestorm hard enough into a column he separates yes uh, let's go to front street oh front street well i don't know if you could tell by the tone in our voices uh, we were <laughs> we were much less satisfied with episode two than we were with episode one um yeah yeah like not only did it get worse situations get worse for our heroes it got worse for us Yes, uh, I'm gonna have to drop this all the way down to a D. Okay. Uh, for one reason, and we will get to that. Yeah, I am inclined to be right there with you. I I might say C minus. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that. I yes, yeah, I I I'm at a C minus for me. Yeah. Um. And it just all the rule breaking, all the but I gotta say this consistently with Supergirl, um, even before this, I am um I am I hate whenever they bring kryptonite into play because they, they don't they don't ever treat it the same way twice. No, they don't. Um, we even talked about that on the uh, the weird this thing is going to turn into a bomb episode. Yeah. With Chad Lowe, where two small pieces of kryptonite from behind a big metal thing. She's were, affected. 
she's yeah. affected strongly affected uh yeah but not so strongly that she couldn't apparently pour a hole straight to the center of the earth <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i mean i've seen in comics in um justice league unlimited where a a chip of chris kryptonite can take out superman yeah yeah like sufficiently yeah so i just yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh and 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 we're not talking about your different colors of kryptonite we're not talking about your reds your blues your your whites your silvers your pinks yeah. your uh um, gold. gold there we are that was the other one i was thinking of mm-hmm. uh we're not we're not talking about those no this is just everyday green kryptonite just your garden variety they sell it at the local corner store green kryptonite get your green kryptonite yeah we don't know how it'll affect the hero but hey it's worth a shot (laughs) (laughs) green kryptonite here green kryptonite and sprite um, <laughs> yes, that's that's what they've got. That's what they got at the ballpark. It's green kryptonite and Sprite. And Sprite. How do you eat green kryptonite? You lick it. It's like rock candy. Shut up. Anyway, look. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we start off in Star in, Labs. In Star Labs in the holding area with um, Prometheus unmasking, and it turns out. That it's young Thomas. <laughs> young how, Thomas. How young you Thomas Merlin. That That's an uh, it's, there's like 18 H's in it. Okay. Uh, young Thomas Merlin. Uh, and like all the people from Arrow have to explain who Tommy Merlin is to all the people who aren't from Arrow. Mm-hmm. And then Oliver says, we're going to need a minute alone. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's fine. Like he's. Yeah. So. Uh, after that, we go to um, we, uh, we're to another room in Star Labs where um, everybody's talking about Nazis. Yeah. Uh, and how and we find out that they are from Earth X and you know, people are people who don't know about this. Like apparently no, the Wave Rider crew is unfamiliar with multiple Earths. Um, and it explains, yeah, there's 52 Earths, but I don't remember one of them being overrun by Nazis. And then there's a lot. I will say that they're theorizing like at first uh, the legends think it's an anomaly. And then, yeah, they're like, but they had no, that's not really that's it's a little too it's a little too much. And then we find out about uh, Earth X because apparently Harrison Wells knows, knows about Earth X now. And there are not 52, there are 53. There's 53. And Earth X, it's so bad, it hasn't been given a designation because nobody in his right mind would want to go there. Now, here's the thing. If I were a scientist and I had discovered that there were parallel Earths and I discovered that one of them was Nazi Earth, I'd be like, um, hey, super-powered friends... Did you know that there's a Nazi Earth? Yeah. 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 And I might go talking to other people on the other Earths and be like, especially Earth 13, wherever. Um, oh, I forgot a real name now. 
the the bounty hunter. Oh, uh, gypsy. Ah, um, you said it. I, you set me up. Um, her real name is not sissy. Um, I'm not going to go through my notes. No, it's, it's fine. It's, it's all right. <laughs> Whatever the bounty hunters earth is and be like, hey, bounty hunters, you're all super powered. Did you know? Um, Do you know about Nazi Earth? And I might form a group of people. I would call them. I don't know the allies mm. and be like, hey, Nazi Earth. No. Well. Wouldn't that be, I mean, that's kind of an anti-hero movement to, to set people out to invade an Earth would make you then no better than the Nazi Earth. Well, except that I'm not there to conquer people or kill a bunch of people uh, for no particular reason. I'm there to be like, okay, no, no Nazis. No, sorry. Sorry. You can't be in charge of things anymore. Everybody who's not a Nazi, come here. Come here. You could be in charge. Patrick. Patrick. It's yeah. Patrick. I can't believe that as a Jewish man and a black man, <laughs> we're having this argument. Their ideology is that they should kill everybody who's not white. Right. No, I get it. No, but I'm just. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Yes. But. I just feel like, you know, I'm saying not Patrick feels this way. Yes. But in a superhero continuum. Yeah, there is a code, the same code of where they don't kill. They don't invade other earths. What are you going to do? Right. You can wall them off. You can try to wall them off. I mean, excuse me. Apparently, this episode made me tired. Yeah. Uh, Maybe if you weren't laying down. I can't. Allison asked me not to use the living room where my (laughs) chair is. Um, (laughs) But so so there are no other chairs. Oh, yeah. There's a chair in the basement, but the the Internet reception is not as good. And it's a recliner. So, you know, you'd still be getting the yawning. Um, You can't sit up on the bed. Patrick, you don't sit up on a bed. <laughs> That's that beds are not for sitting, Patrick. They're for laying down. They have no back support, Patrick. How would I sit up on a bed? I I I with pillows behind your back? Oh, with pillows behind my back. Sure, fine, Patrick. <laughs> no, I'm not sitting up on the bed because I'm very comfy. Um <laughs> All right. All right. I'm I'm just saying that, look, because we know what's going to happen. Everybody goes Nazi Earth. All right. We can invade, I guess, because that's not a good thing to do. So we will wall them off from dimensional travel. Oh, look, they have discovered a way to break through the wall. And now they are invading because that's what Nazis do. They invade things. Now, I'm not saying we don't set up like a, you know, a watchtower kind of situation and keep an eye on Nazi Earth. And, uh, yeah, well, as long as princes keep the view all along that watchtower. <laughs> just, you can't see the audience. I'm just shaking, <laughs> just shaking my damn head. 
Look, we could also have a drummer and a thief. I'm not picky. <laughs> However, back to this crap show. Oh, the, right, right. Are we talking about something? Great. We're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. So, yeah. First of all, Harry reveals this as, as like he knew the whole time. And again, it's like, Harry, you didn't mention this to anybody. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, hey, there's a Nazi earth. We, we might want to keep an eye on that one. Just, you know, just keep an eye on it. Yeah. Yeah, a, uh, head, a heads up would have been nice. Yes, but then they they say, okay, no Nazi Earth, and then I think we cut back to Ollie. Yes, and he's talking to Tommy. That's right. We cut back to Ollie, and he's talking to Tommy, and um, Tommy does this thing where he's like, "I didn't want to be a Nazi, <laughs> but we were all forced to be Nazis. It was terrible." And Ollie's like, "I will make sure." You're okay. Just tell me where everyone is. I can't do that. They'll kill my mother, my father. No, I'll make sure that doesn't happen. I don't know how he's planning on doing that. I'll make sure that doesn't happen. Tell me, tell me where they are. And then Tommy goes, oh, you're an idiot. I'm actually a Nazi and I love being a Nazi. Yeah. Also, here's my suicide tooth. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I mean, the when they he, you know, He's like, oh, this is why you will fail. You're all sentimental. You just fall for sentiment. I don't, you know, um, this earth will be so easy to take over. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's not sentiment that the Nazis object to. Just want to point out that wasn't one of their wasn't one of their things. Oh, you mean the actual Nazis? Not, we're I mean, talking about these Nazis. These Nazis apparently equate sentiment with weakness, which is not uh, Nazis equate I believe, generally speaking, and we see them in, in media, mercy and kindness with weakness, but they do like certain kinds of sentiment. Otherwise, they wouldn't have the Horst Wessel song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm just saying. Look, I'm anyway. Just... So, Tommy, okay, first I have to say, audience, before we go any farther, this, this actor who we haven't seen since season one of Arrow. This actor made a meal of the scenery. Didn't quite finish it. Took the leftovers home and the very next day put those leftovers back in the microwave and ate them again. I appreciated what he did, though. I didn't think it was so, so scene chewy. <laughs> He was he was in a box. Yeah. Given these words yeah. to say. Yeah. And he was playing a Nazi. So he was playing the ultimate bad guy. And he went for it. I mean, he did. I just I again, I'm not sure what else you do with those words that he was given. I, mm -hmm. I didn't think that what he was doing was wrong. But boy, was that prose purple. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he we see Tommy what once every two seasons or so, it, even if that I mean, I, that, yeah. I, I don't remember the last time we saw Tommy. I think I really think it was maybe in a flashback or something. I don't know. Wasn't he on? Wasn't there? I, I feel like there was an episode where Ollie woke up on an in like an alternate reality. And maybe there was a Tommy there. And I think there was a Tommy there. Tommy was still alive and Malcolm was married to. Oh, that was the, uh, that was last. Um, sorry. That was last season with the invasion. Yeah. And we saw Tommy again. That's right. 
All right, that's right. We we have seen Tommy, but yeah, that actor they bring him back for the crossovers with alternate realities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that scene, and then we cut to we cut to a buzzer that is blinking and beeping. Oh, oh yes, yes, and indeed. it's 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 a thing. It's a disc that's slightly smaller than palm size. Yes, and it has SS windows. Pogs are back, and, and they're and in Nazi form. My favorite thing is like we are so committed to this bit, this Nazi bit, that we're gonna have this thing, and we're gonna have the red lights flash in an SS pattern. Mm-hmm. That's how we're gonna do this. The little red plastic windows are gonna be carved in SS because we we know no other way. Well, when Tommy bit the cyanide truth capsule there mm-hmm. was like a little there was like a little red something in it so i guess that was the tr- the trigger or the the you know the the trans it was monster. the it was the the um the sensors in his suit the sensors in his suit went off Did letting it? everybody yeah that's what they said oh okay so <laughs> now I, I'm going to be harshly critical with this to plug Hisma, <laughs> but in Hisma, in our first season, we discussed how one of the many, many bad guys in that in that book had a dead girlfriend alarm, and oh, yeah. in this episode, it appears that uh, Nazi Ali has a dead friend alarm. Nazi Ali. He's like, oh, the SS alarm went off, letting me know that one of my friends is dead. Well, that's useful. <laughs> Um, uh, I would assume they all have them, like the majors. Yeah. Like yeah, you know. like oh, somebody's dead. <laughs> I I don't like. I I mean, I guess it could be as somebody's in trouble, but it also doesn't have. It's just a blinky thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem to tell them where they are. It's it was, and it just happened to be in his hand at that. Yeah, moment. yeah he was looking at it. Well, maybe, maybe it's it maybe started it's, buzzing and he pulled it out, or you know. Yeah, maybe he was holding it because Tommy, they knew Tommy was captured. Yeah. Um, There were so many, there was so much. Okay, now I, I tell you right now, I don't know that we, I don't know that on Blue Beetle and Booster Gold that we have a character named Tommy. Not I yet. Don't, I, I don't think we do. But if we ever introduce a character named Tommy and mm-hmm. that character is separated from the rest of the members of his party, Yes, there is absolutely there is absolutely going to be a bit where somebody's like, Tommy, can you hear me? We're going to do that. We're doing that. All right. All right. We're doing. Can you can you hear me? Okay. Anyway, go listen to Tommy. Uh, That's what I'm saying. It's musical. Not not the musical. Don't listen to the musical. (laughs) No, no. Go listen to the original rock opera. And if you want a real trip, go watch the movie. Because that is that is wild starring Tina Turner as the acid queen. Yep. And uh, oh, gosh. Oh, I can't think of his name, but he was a famous British actor. Uh, Who was he? He was uh, um, Tommy's mom's lover. Uh, Tommy's mom and Margaret, by the way. Oh, yeah. Tommy's mom and Margaret and Margaret. I can't. Oliver. Oliver. Close off. Oliver Closeoff. Yes, that's what his name was. Oliver Closeoff. 
no Oliver. i think it was oliver something oh man i can't remember anyway you might remember him best audience as the old guy from the gladiator who mentored um russell crowe briefly that was his last movie <laughs> but he was a famous british actor he was in a lot of movies and uh, i'm sorry that i can't remember his name um, and back to flash yeah, uh, no, I don't want to keep coming back to Arrow. We have to get through it. I know we do, Patrick. I'm very <laughs> sorry. I don't mean to go on these tangents, but there's so much more pleasant <laughs> than talking about <laughs> what keeps happening. Although I do want to say, Tommy, this, can you hear me? Okay. I do want to say in this scene. So once Tommy's dead and the best friend alarm has gone off, um, Thawne. No, we don't know that yet. What? We don't know that. We just know he's reverse flash. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. It's Thon. Oh, we well, I'm gonna wait to talk about that. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait, 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 wait. Okay. You do that. Okay. <laughs> uh Thon is talking to basically he's telling um Ollie, bad Ollie dark ollie yeah um to you know all right all right to stop whining about his dead friend and concentrate on the mission and that sets dark ollie off who you know grabs an arrow grabs reverse flash and threatens him with an arrow at his throat again he's the flash he can get out of this. Yeah, very. Patrick easily. and I were both like, "Why are you? Why yeah. are you even?" But then, um, Overgirl steps oh, in. Oh, not even yet. It, uh, he starts to vibrate his hand, and he's like, "I can end your life before your next thought is even birthed." And he starts to slowly lower his vibrating hand, or like so slowly that all all he had to do was jab him with the arrow real quick, and that would have right. cut his windpipe. Uh, and then Overgirl steps in and she grabs his wrists and is just like, I'll break it. Yeah. Uh, he's like, okay, um, what if I stop vibrating? You let my wrist, you stop breaking. Uh, he says, what if I stop vibrating my hand? Overgirl, you stop breaking my wrist. And Ollie, you take it about 10% off of there. Sure. Take about ten percent off, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, was, and uh, Seth goes, "Wait, is he Squirrely Dan?" <laughs> is, is like, like, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to take about ten percent off of that Squirrely Dan, Squirrely Ollie, Squirrely Ollie. He was just brooding too much. And, yeah, of uh, the brooding, which I did think was funny. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a fun moment. Um, which, but also it's sad because they realized that they, you know, this character flaw is that he broods too much and yet they don't do anything about it like i predicted that when we got on when we got to the arrow episode it'd be i had to put on my headphones because i could not hear ollie um in yeah. the episode he was going back down here where everything although there were a couple of moments where he he did some acting like when he was with Tommy, he did some genuine kind of like caring acting, which yeah. is different. Um, and then I think it's in the next scene. The, where, is this the scene 
with Felicity? Do we go right to that? Uh, yeah, we get we go to Star Labs with Kurt and it starts off with Curtis and Felicity talking via yeah. iPad. Hang on. I got a I got a question. I got to ask them. I got to bring this up. Mm-hmm. I got to bring this up. In the very last, while we were talking about invasion, it just occurred to me that the legends took part in that. So uh, how did they not know about multiple Earths? Because Supergirl was there. And it, it seems to me that if you're a legend. And you're fighting alongside Supergirl, whom you've never seen before, and then whom you never see again, and whom perhaps curious people might have been like, well, I'm going to look her up in the historical records. Yeah. No record of her. Like, how do they not know that they should have known? Anyway, back to back to what we're going on. on right. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and basically, I think I, I can't even remember what Curtis and Felicity were talking about. Um, uh, oh, they're just like, we need help tracking Nazis. And Curtis is like the science babble. Yeah. And then uh, Ali comes in. And. um they kind of start to talk it out about um, about the whole I don't want to marry you at the wedding last episode and her shouting it out and she apologizes for saying it so loudly and saying, you know, and she starts to explain that it doesn't mean that she, you know, she it's not that she doesn't want to marry Ali is that she doesn't believe in marriage or blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, by the way, believed everything Emily Bet Records was saying in that. Uh, yeah. Once again, <clears throat> uh, she's uh, she's quite good. Yeah, super strong. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, from there. Oh, she's Canadian. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's Canadian, and. She is not even 30 yet. Mm. <sighs> Some people. <laughs> Some people and their nerve. The nerve of her to be on a successful show. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, that's run quite a while. Yeah, it's quite a while. So yeah. she should have some good arrow money. Yeah. Uh, and to not be 30. Oh, how dare she? Uh, it does not say anything. By the way, there was a uh, Patrick thought that she might have been pregnant. Um, yeah, a couple of the angles they were shooting her from and her wardrobe choice. And they just like it looked like the things they do when an actress is pregnant and they're hiding it or they're trying not. Yeah, because the character is not pregnant. So, right. That blouse was a little loose and the jacket was a little loose. And she usually usually and wears she, a pencil skirt and she wasn't. Yeah, and she never took off this jacket. You know? And I, I didn't, uh, I did not see. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't see anything on her Wikipedia page about her having kids. Kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No bigs. All right. Um. So, from there we cut to a storage room in star labs and the group in there is looking for uh stuff to help locate the aliens uh invaders invaders yeah sames uh <laughs> no. and um 
Yeah. Do you remember about this scene? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for stuff. And then Dr. Stein comes in and stares intently at Jax and says, can we have the room? And then we find out that Jax is upset because Stein is leaving the team because then he won't able he won't be able to hang out with Stein anymore because he views Stein as his Stein as his dad. I will be your father figure. Put your tiny head in mine. That's all I was thinking during this whole ah this this whole scene. Doesn't that song have hidden meanings? No, it's about a dad and a son. Yeah, it's the it's like the cats in the cradle. Is it about a dad or a daddy? <laughs> I don't know. I never thought very much about it. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but but we don't know when they merge as Firestorm, they may be merging as Firestorm. Think about well, it. Well, that's going to keep <laughs> me up tonight. Um, uh, I guess I guess the thing that I don't like here is that apparently. All of this development has come in the last two episodes or so of Legends. Yeah, because he's it's a complete 180 from where his stance was, where Jax's stance was when they started thinking about how to separate Firestorm. Yeah, Jax was very excited about separating and letting Martin Stein go on his way and do, you know, do his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just um we have seen them become mentor mentee we have seen them become friends this is just unearned also this would have been a better position to start from yeah because this actually is the one thing that can't be solved by a time machine yeah the fact that he's going to miss being with with gray yeah yeah so it feels like somebody had a thought and said hey what if we do this because this makes sense but then now at this point it doesn't make sense um yeah, from there, uh, we cut to a hallway, an elevator, yeah. where Sarah gets out and bumps into Alex, and, and they have the little awkward moment. Yeah. By the way, just to jump in here with nothing to do with this scene, Cisco mentioned once, never seen in this episode. Yep, he's still unconscious. Yes, which people should be worried about. Yeah, because he's been unconscious for like over a day at this point. Right. With a concussion. Yeah, that's that's uh, bad. That's bad. That's not good. That's not good. But but again, it just seems like not only did they want to. Not only did they not only did they want to save the money and not have Cisco, but also Cisco's power suite makes it possible for the good guys to jump out at any point mm-hmm. and and startle the bad guys. Um, so. So they took him out. So they, they took him out. But there's this awkward scene 
that's all you need to know. It's just an awkward scene of two people who have slept together once, expected to never see each other again, and are now seeing each other again. Yeah, basically, Sarah's exit line was, this isn't going to be a thing, is it? <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. So. It, it, the thing is, like, you know, it was a one night stand, but now they I mean, they have Nazi stuff going on, but I'm sure Sarah would be just as happy to jump back into bed if uh, Alex was feeling up for it anyway. Uh, that's 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 not the problem with the one night stand aspect. I know it. that's here's the we're coming up on the problem. Um, <clears throat> we find out after. Alex talks to Kara that Alex is upset by the one night stand because the one night stand has made her think that because there was no real emotional connection with Sarah, uh, did she make a mistake when she said goodbye to Maggie? Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's fine. It's fine that they're doing this. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's I, fine disagree okay <laughs> this, this i well i mean the she broke up with maggie yeah because maggie didn't want kids not only did she want kids she wasn't willing to even talk about it it was a, it was a absolute deal breaker a done deal and Alex is feeling like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. No, uh, that is something that is twofold problem for me. <laughs> First off, and maybe I'm just, you know, having been single all my life, uh, there are compromises you can make. But when there is something like that, which is, life changing yeah um and there's and 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 on the flip side for maggie she doesn't want kids and she knows that about herself good on her for saying it and sticking to her guns and it's not being selfish when you're like this isn't going to work because i don't want kids and if we don't have kids you'll resent me for the le- for for the rest of my life for keeping you from having kids if we have kids and i still don't change i'm going to resent you for making me now have children and ultimately going to leave so you did the right thing in ending this relationship some some relationships are meant to only go so far yeah like, when and you know I know. I've just definitely been in a position where I have thought back on exes and been like, oh, but, oh. Yeah, that's because you're thinking back on it. Uh, You don't, when you think back, it's rare that you go directly to the bad times. Unless it's true. Unless it's a really bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Um, This has been Relationship Talk with Patrick. Phone yes. in and, and, and ask us questions and we'll give you off the cuffed answers that will probably not do so well for you. <laughs> uh, hi, uh, Patrick, uh, long time, first time. Uh, 
<laughs> that's all I got. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, um, yeah. So they have so, a scene, but yeah, I was very dis. I mean, it was kind of like <sighs> they didn't really go over anything new, right? And Kara didn't. I, I was, I was hoping Kara would be a little stronger in the position of. No, Alex, you did the right thing. You're on the right path. Stop beating yourself up. Yeah. But no. Perhaps she would have even. Uh, oh, now I can't think of the name of the movie, so I'm not going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but from there, uh, I think we got a moonstruck. Few- oh, she would have okay. given it a little moonstruck snap out of it. But that's. <laughs> And slapped yeah. her, knocked her uh, head. No, no, you, you <laughs> should have knocked her head clean off. You don't, you don't want Supergirl slapping people. Uh, so now we go to Felicity and Iris. Yes. And, and they have a little chat about, you know. About men, about the men. Yes. And uh, I mean, again, does there's not much there. They're just the same. Yeah. Iris is saying that oh, I thought you guys were solid and Felicity says, oh, we are, but we're also in the same place where when I got engaged before I got shot and blah. She's the the thing is that she's actually sort of brought this up to Ollie, but not gone, not gone as far as she does with Iris and said, this is what is keeping me from marrying you. This fear that marriage is between vigilantes are jinxed right her ptsd yeah um and then yeah so that's it and it's weird that ollie can't pick up on that but he's he's not the most emotionally perceptive person no no uh okay so then we go from there to well oh. they well they fit they fought they f- they fanned out <laughs> what uh where the um the bad guys are going to hit or no, yes. they're no, yeah. they, they do because they're hitting it right then. Uh, right. It's uh, something optical. Yeah. Dayton optical Dayton optical. Uh, I, yes. I will say that they mentioned a, the bad guys mentioned a prism, which is new. We haven't heard them do that before. It it's almost as though, and I don't want to be uncharitable to the writers of the Arrowverse. It's almost as though they didn't figure out until they got to episode two what they were going to do, <laughs> what they needed. Well, this is probably not the case, but the fact that we did have private conversations with like the big reveal about why, or at least one of the reasons that the Nazis are on this earth isn't like you you could have said that in the first episode and i think it actually would have had more impact Mm -hmm. uh so that's why it just feels weird to get all of that reveal in episode two well do you think they were like oh it's a planet full of nazis and they're invading that's you know enough motivation from the beginning that they want to just spread to a new earth so let's keep their actual motivation a secret and have it be a reveal on episode two. It just didn't do anything for me. No, it didn't. It was like, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like it would have been nice if they'd mentioned a prism. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if somebody had said, 
you'll find it. It's the only way we can get, like you have 24 hours. It's the only way we can get the prism right. or something like that. Uh, and then we would have known, but it was, it was, again, it was weird. It would, it or would, even, yeah, even in the first episode, if they had, if some hinge would have hint. come up and said, we've located the prism or the prism is within this, you know, radius. Yeah. It, but honestly, it's, it's not quite this bad. But it's like getting until after the Council of Elrond before somebody goes, oh, there's a ring. <laughs> right. It always comes back to Lord of the Rings when you've done that. Uh, that's where it started, Patrick. <laughs> well, it actually started with The Hobbit when I was four. But uh -huh. anyway, yes, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, so, right. So then... Um, the good guys show up and they do have this funny thing where the flash zooms up and then Supergirl Lands. flies down. Yeah. And then we hear and Ollie speeds up on a motorcycle, gets off the motorcycle and says, super speed. I don't have it. And then they're like, oh yeah, okay. All right. But the fact that he wasn't that far behind leads me to believe they were going really slow for him. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. Whereas somebody could just picked him up and flew him. Yeah. Or, Wonder yeah. she's got the super strength. Yeah. But lifting Ollie for her is like it's like lifting a paperclip for me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing that they do, like uh, with her, and it always. I always find it intriguing and it's coming up. So I'll hold on a, a little bit. All right. Um, so there's now we get the uh, face off between the goods and the bads, the goods and the bads. And they come out and it's Supergirl and Ollie and the speedster. And they come out the the troop of Nazis that Felicity saw on the cameras nowhere to be seen by the way there are an unlimited amount of nazi mooks i'm aware they have a portal but that portal must be sending people on the hour because mm -hmm. they are just so um they're like why would why would the they hit dayton optical because and then that's when they zoom in it's like ah oh, because they had what we needed yeah, and he's carrying something that I, I shit you not looks like a giant it's bigger than a basketball a giant D20 a giant red plastic D20 in a hamster cage in a hamster cage a translucent red plastic I should say right yeah. yeah so this is the prison that we need and this is where the bad guys do the reveal for the good guys. Uh, and we find out that Supergirl's fighting Supergirl and Ollie's fighting Ollie. And both Patrick and I are like, that shouldn't have been that much of a surprise. No, nope. uh, especially after Tommy unmasked. Yeah. And, and, like and the rumble in the church. It's like, again, Supergirl's fighting somebody who, with the exception of the mask, looks exactly like her with the same power suite. And Ollie said in the after the church fight that the guy matched him move for move. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. So, yeah, that this is again where we we, we mentioned on Front Street. You've dumbed down these characters yeah. for this episode yeah. and that, you know. And <sighs> then. 
and then uh, then we find out that the speedster is actually Eobard Thawne from Earth One. And why? And <laughs> I, this is why it gets a D for me because mm. to make him Nazi Thawne would have required absolutely no effort. Yeah. On the part of, you know, and you could even do a thing where maybe Nazi Thawne of Earth X came back and killed Barry Allen who was a member of the resistance or something like that. And that's why he's on team evil arrow, team dark arrow. Right. Like, yeah. cause he proved himself. I do. It's, it's not, it, it, it's not that big a deal, but it's like, okay, so let me get this straight. Just want to, this is the third time we've had Eobard Thawne as an evil speedster, mm. but they couldn't get the actor or they didn't want to get the actor who'd played Eobard Thawne, so they just have him using Harry's face. Yep. And that's stupid. It's stupid, and it's it's another thing again, like he's going to come to it, there's going to be a later bit where he's like, you've killed me so many times, Flash. Okay, news, uh, I'm sorry. I know it's about time travel, but if the Flash has killed Thawne on multiple occasions... Thawne would not remember those occasions because he'd be dead. He would have to be a Thawne before that. You know, like, so if this is Thawne, if this were seeing the regular Thawne, this needs to be Thawne before the events of both uh, Flash Season 1 and Legend Season 2. Right. But that's not the impression we're left with. And also, again, it doesn't need to be Thawne. The, the fact that, like, you cannot, you cannot stop pulling water from that well. Mm -hmm. Just somebody, there, there needs to be, there needs to be like a fly swatter. You know what would have been far more interesting if the speedster had been Dark Wally? Oh, Dark Wally, that would have been. Well, no, it couldn't have been Dark Wally. These are Nazis, Patrick. But that's not to say there are no. Well, we don't we don't we haven't seen the other Earth yet. No, we oh, haven't. <clears throat> we don't know that they've necessarily wiped out. all. Well, anyway, no, I'm, I'm just saying they wouldn't have accepted him as a member of the team. I think. Uh, I, think I, they, I, I think they would have used him. Maybe. And but I, they would have done a thing where they probably put some sort of like pain thing in him, you know, like he hit a thing and like something in his body just shot him up with pain. And that's why he had to keep working for them or something. Brain implant. Or they're just anyway. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I think it'd been more interesting for it to have been Wally. But under some other uh, whatever because but um it's not it's the weakest choice they could have made yeah um and so a fight ensues yeah and uh in yet another example of this green arrow is batman ollie shoots kara with a kryptonite arrow 
Mm-hmm. Where did he get kryptonite, you might ask? That's a great question. Because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Black market. <laughs> but green, on green market. his Earth, where there is no krypton, there are no shards of krypton that have exploded? Um, well, we heard Wells say. He said there were 52 cars and 52 kryptons. Yeah. But krypton on this universe doesn't appear to have exploded or if it did it, it did. exploded too quickly it well did. no it, it did there's we just we haven't met our superman and Kara. and kara oh they're coming where they're they're going to show up i th- i'm trying to remember because i in the um in the other crossover the later one um you mean crisis on infinite earths yes yes one of them isn't isn't one of the supermen from our our earth oh maybe I'm, i can't, I, don't know. I can't remember which one it is i think it's I thought Brandon Routh was Earth 2's Superman. Yes, he is because he looks like Ray Palmer. Yeah. But I think our Superman is, and he might not have been in it, but if we go by the fact of who, oh, I don't know. God, I don't get, because I'm thinking it might be um, from the movies, uh, the current. Oh, the current. Oh, um, yes. The Witcher. Yes, The Witcher. Sherlock Holmes in Enola Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can't believe his name is escaping me. Mine too. I cannot. But but it is. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Thank you. Yes. Okay. The Witcher himself, Henry yes. Cavill. Uh, read all those books. Interesting. Probably worth a look. Anyway. Watch the series. Watch the series. Also found it interesting. Oh, I am going to spoil. Oh, there's. I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm just going to say I'm just going to say what he says and leave it at that. There is one scene where at the end of it, Henry Cavill just looks at what has happened and goes. Fuck and walks off in disgust. And it is perfect. Yeah, it is absolutely perfect. Agreed. Yes. Okay. All right. So they started fighting. Yeah. And uh Ali shoots the kryptonite arrow. I did like that it was encased in lead and then opened up yeah. to the kryptonite. But the size of this piece of kryptonite. It was a big chunk. Should have taken down both Kara and over. Kara. Yeah. Overgirl. While it was in flight. As soon as it came out of the lead. It was it was not just the head of the arrow. It was a good it's not just the head. It was a good two inches of shaft. Yeah. 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 And it went into Kara, evil Kara, and she just pulled it out like nothing was going on. Right. Uh, which and this is what Patrick was talking about earlier. Like, wait a minute. No, evil Kara, you should be unable to move like Ollie. You should have collapsed and Ollie should be over there yanking the arrow out of you, which Again, opportunity for something far more exciting 
She goes down with the arrow in her shoulder. He yanks it out, fires it at Kara. Yeah, that would have been that would have been interesting. Takes both of them out of play. And, and it, you yeah, know. like and, and given the effects that Kryptonite has on Supergirl on the show. Yeah. Even pulling that arrow out and throwing it away, she'd need to walk it off like she, somebody would need to escort her from right. the right. And then what happens is Kara asks him why he has a kryptonite arrow. And he says, in case I ever run into an evil you. Well, of course, we know that Batman has the kryptonite ring in case Superman ever goes bad. And we've seen that play out in a number of mm-hmm. different ways. Um, and. So then uh, th- there's a fight. Uh, Flash and uh, Thawne are running around. Uh, Ollie doesn't really even get to fight evil Ollie because good Kara knocks evil Kara like uh, several yards back and Ollie goes to check on her and he's like, how are you? And she's like pissed. And he says, take it out on that and points at uh, a framework of girders that's going to make a, a skyscraper. Now, I'm not a construction guy. But you know who is. Hey! Hey, how you doing? Hey, Sasha, you doing, brothers? How you doing? Good times, good times. Uh, That was not, just for the record, a dual construction site. No, that was definitely not a dual construction site. No, that was not us. First of all, they were working at night, which, you know, a lot of times you have to get uh, something done. Well, that's strictly inside work where there's lighting. Exactly. There was sort of weird sources of lighting all around. Like, am I, I going to be up 50, uh, 50, 50, feet on, on the gutter hanging around? I know it's and not on the dark, but it's, I'm exaggerating for the. It was real weird. It was like it was everybody so was still working, like a full construction crew is working on this building in the middle of the night. You know what like I'm saying? Like it's freaking 6 a.m. It's not. It's it's it's, it's 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 good at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So. We didn't get that done at all. No. Uh, now, hopefully, no. the union rep made sure that they was getting their overtime because, oh, oh, boy, that's going to cost a pretty penny. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, a pretty penny. But then evil Supergirl from however far away she is, and it looks like she's pretty far away, certainly she's more than a couple pretty, of blocks. I would say a she, couple she, yards. Yeah, she slices through a bunch of that girder. But... uh. But what doesn't happen, right, is that building doesn't just fall. No, it like it probably should. Because what happens is everybody, good guys all stop and they take a look at it and Flash takes a look at it. Supergirl takes a look at it. And then Supergirl flies over there to stop it. And Arrow says, hey, Flash, why don't you take me over there too? Yeah. And and quick like a bunny. (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was going to say flesh, but uh, uh, no. he runs them over there, puts them on top of the uh, 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 the, uh, the skyscraper. Very top, very top to skyscraper. Tippity top. And as he, you know, is taking people off, you know, I'm thinking all the neck injuries that were happening as he was just snatching people down off of the off of the bit of that the, was one guy yeah. who was actually falling. He had fallen. He was doing the whoa thing for a while and mm. then he fell off his girder. And then suddenly the flash is there in the middle of the air, taking them down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a now, good thing. It's a good Supergirl thing. catches the one piece of fallen girder there is. 
And this is what I was pointing at earlier. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to stop doing the voice. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, as strong as she is, the way when she caught the girder, the amount of struggle that she like is she she should have been able to toss that girder around like nothing. Oh, yeah. She should have been able to bend that girder into a pretzel. In fact, I think right. the Kryptonians have previously bent girders into pretzels. Yes. We know we've seen her carry a plane while flying. We've yeah. seen her carry a large chunk of earth flying. Yeah. So why this girder was giving her so much trouble we don't is know. beyond me. We don't know. But again, for whatever reason, you don't stay. There's no like there should be a continuity person on set. Or in the writer's room, or in in the read, at least, saying, you know, we've done this thing before where she can totally handle that. Or, you know, that's kryptonite that she just got shot with. She should have to recover from that. And, and we know that in the comics, the powers and weaknesses of superheroes vary in strength, depending on who is writing them and what they need them to do. We're just saying that for one show, for a single show, you should be able to keep that straight. Correct. Yeah. Um, so they strap, Ollie starts a shooting and a swinging and strapping the building back together with his, uh, I guess, um, suspension arrows. Like his, his, these, the steel cable, the tensile strength of the steel cable that he used to keep that entire skyscraper together. Everybody remembers Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> that one scene where the vultures split the fairy in half. Hey, 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 you watch your language. It was split a homosexual. No. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we had that conversation earlier, but I don't want to talk about it. Not you oh. and me. Well, that wait a minute. We can talk about this off air. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. That was a different home. That was spelled C U M. Okay. Yeah, anyway. that was that was a different. <laughs> the different uh, that, and that, that was that, a different. That was a different it, movie. And well, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to now. Patrick, I'll give you that joke off recording. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but where he's trying to hold it together and he can't no matter how hard he tries. Mm -hmm. Well, all he needed was some of Ollie's steel cable because yes. that shit just... Well, it is to be said that Kara was also I-beaming welding. Uh, she was I-beaming the I-beams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was. Uh, but they kept that building from doing anything else. Yes. So from there... We got to move faster, man. This is yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this is we go to um, back to Star Labs. Yes, and we find out that the prism can be used to make a neutron bomb. Yes, um, and we also find out because they're trying to track the bad guys now mm -hmm. that they've got some of Supergirl's blood, and they're going to use quantum uh -huh. entanglement. They've got some of not so over girls. Blood. Yes, they've got some of Nazi girls blood. Just going to call her Nazi girl from now on. They've got some <laughs> of Nazi girls blood and 
they're going to use that for quantum entangle or some sort of quantum whatever but then they're like we don't even need to this blood has so much solar radiation in it mm-hmm. even more than cars apparently so we're going to be able to track that so then they we... track it yeah they, they do they figure out where they are they get a strike team together said strike team Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, Firestorm, Firestorm, Sarah, Alex. You missing anybody? No, that's everybody. No, that's it. That's all six. That's all six. So they they do the, um, basically they suit up without Ollie saying suit up. Yeah. And they do they do a dramatic thing where they're walking in triangle formation. They're walking in wedge formation, Ollie at the lead. And if you've ever seen, they did this a couple of times, but the Justice League, uh, given into Maddie's Bwahaha era, there's a couple of different covers where the Justice League is in wedge formation looking up mm. as though the person who is drawing them is looking down at them as they all... Uh, anyway, it's actually really effective. Uh, I was in a production of Henry V once <laughs> yes it, it, it was community theater patrick uh i was in a production you know of- when i played hamlet i <laughs> i wasn't even i'm not even saying that i was henry the fifth i was just in a production just i'm just pulling your chain and i convinced everybody to take that picture where we were all looking up at the camera in the justice league post um, it made me think of the mighty ducks and the flying v for- formation Oh, wheel snipe Sally's boys. Oh, by the way, I meant to say that today. Hey, no, we'll get there during plugs. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, and they walk out and it's all dramatic. And then they go to this random warehouse, which for once is not a cord. No. Facility. no. Uh, it's just a huge, big facility where they just, where endless Nazis f- come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Uh, and they just beat up a bunch of Nazis and they keep beating up a bunch of Nazis until somebody says, hey, where's their arrow and uh, Thawne and Supergirl or Nazi girl? And then Nazi girl and Thawne show up. But we see Arrow walking ominously into Star Labs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is the part where, once again, anybody can walk into Star Labs, anybody at all. They have no security protocols. Uh, They're aware, even though the bad guys haven't said it explicitly, they're aware that the bad guys have been watching them. They shouldn't. But they do leave people in Star Labs all the time. Now, we're aware that McRory's there because he wasn't uh, aware that everybody was going off on a mission because he was trying to find mustard for his hot dog. Mm-hmm. That uh, sounds like a colloquialism. Or, but it is not. And, it sounds and like we, double entendre. Yes. We also know that Caitlin is there, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. The the slobber knocker in the warehouse continues because yeah. that was a slobber knocker. It was. They had they, they definitely were having a Donnie Brook. Yeah. 
evil Ollie walks into Star Labs. It sounds like the beginning of a joke, but it's I was going to say, oh, I've heard this one before. You heard this one, yeah. He sees Harry. Harry goes, oh, God, runs and hits an alarm button. Ollie is not at all concerned. Yeah. He's not faced by this. Um, Caitlin and Mick tell Felicity and Iris, who, again, by the way, Jewish woman and a black woman in danger from Nazis, even regular Nazis. <laughs> this, is, this is just, again, things are not going to end well for them if the Nazis capture them. Mm -hmm. um, let alone them being the girlfriends of the girlfriend and fiance of superheroes. That's yeah, right. Uh, and they ask, well, what are you going to do or what's she going to do about Caitlin? And Rory's the one who has to say it's about to get a lot colder in here. So what, so what do you think she's going to do? Right. Um, so then we see Ollie in the the lab room where they test everything. Uh, and Mick Rory's there and he shoots the flamethrower gun and says, you afraid of a little flame? And I said, Scarecrow. And then uh, Ollie, Dark Ollie shoots him with a cable and Mick is trapped up against a wall and, he, er, and, and for some reason futilely reaching for his gun. Mm -hmm. Then says, I bet you're really scared and angry now. And Ollie goes, no, not really. And uh, there's Caitlin. And she says, you were talking about, he was talking about me. Grabs the bow, freezes the bow. The cold starts to go up to Ollie's arm. They have a little more byplay. Ollie hits something on his bow, which gives her an electric shock. Mm -hmm. No. The bow should have cracked. His arm should have been gone up to the elbow. Up to the elbow. But no. And, and again, it's like, you've now changed how her powers work. You've made well, her... Con oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You made her considerably weaker than she was. At the very least, at the very least, that should have destroyed his bow. Yeah. And then you follow it up by um, out from the darkness, step the rest of Team Arrow. Yeah. Oh, I do want to point something out just really quickly again about uh, Killer Frost powers and the bow. Mm -hmm. The second, the second she gets zapped across the room by this shock. All of the ice is gone from his bow and his arm because as we know, that's the way it works, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the way ice disappears instantly once the cold that is producing it goes away. Well, the, the lightning turned it to steam. I yeah, That's not the way it works. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just, but then as Patrick said, out of the darkness steps Team Arrow, and let me ask you, audience, do you think there's a canary cry? That's what I was just about to say. So all of the yeah, Team Arrow's fighting. They're taking on Dark Ollie. And OK, I'll give you that if he is akin to regular Ollie, he can, you know, he can fight them one on one. Uh, or one on four, but 
once again, here's a person with a superpower who doesn't use her superpower to the point of where they get captured. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the way they fought him was also just dumb. Sure, if you want to leave Mick out to uh, as, as bait, fine. But here's what's happening. Mick flames him. Ollie, you know, does the thing where he rolls out of the way of the flame. Killer Frost ice the floor. Ollie can't keep his grip. He slips and falls down. Canary, Canary cries him. Killer Frost turns his head into an icicle. Also, Killer Frost apparently forgot that she doesn't have to be touching people to make them cold. Right. It was just dumb. It was a dumb fight. Now, back in the, the warehouse, I should mention, Firestorm is there. He's not using his atomic restructuring power. And this is going to, this is going to be important in just a second. Um, all right. So... Uh, Nazi girl hits Ollie. He flies back. He kind of wakes up. He sees her strangling Sarah, which really should have taken about two seconds because Nazi girl should have snapped Sarah's neck and she doesn't. He shoots the kryptonite arrow again. This time she catches it. No ill effects, breaks it in front of him. Yep. That again, why, why is this? Why is she immune to kryptonite? Is it because of the increased solar radiation in her blood? That would be a not great explanation, but it would be something of an explanation. Um, and she then, like, oh, our Supergirl shows up. She's fighting, they're fighting, everywhere there's fighting, fighting. And then we hear ominous heavy steps approaching, and it's like, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, who's that? And it turns out it's Earth X's Metallo. Who is female sound uh, by the, the sound of the voice. No, 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 no. Uh that was that was Supergirl saying it's a shame to do this to that handsome face. Oh, okay. Yeah, because why pay a voice actor when you don't have to? Okay, okay. Um, My bad. But, okay, so let me get this straight. I need to fast forward a little bit. One of the reasons we find out that they're on Earth, because at some point, Thon said to Nazi girl, there are two things we need to accomplish, and I'm afraid that Ollie's love for you is a weakness, blah, 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 blah. He also says our flag, and it's like, Thon, you haven't been there long enough. <laughs> anyway. Nazi girl has been, she's got too much solar radiation in her and is dying. This is also the plot of Grant Morrison's excellent all-star Superman um, comics. So go read those. Uh, he takes everything from the 60s. It was weird, and he actually makes it good. Anyway, so if you are going to a fight with a Kryptonian and you know that your Kryptonian is having some issues and you have Metallo, Metallo should be in the first group of people you poured over. 
First wave. Should have been with you at the wedding. Should have been with you at the optics place because you know that if they come after you, their Supergirl is going to come after you too. Mm -hmm. But he's not. He's here now. He blasts Kara and then Firestorm comes down and picks him up and is flying with him. And then we see them hit a column and Jackson Stein come tumbling out. No explanation. Metallo completely unharmed. Mm-hmm. Metallo then kicks Ollie in the face. And we wake up with everybody wearing weird collars with little blue lights on them chained to a platform that's where we find out that car that nazi girl is dying of solar radiation that's where uh what's his name uh the guy who plays wells um his real name yeah his real name what's his real name oh um ed yes it's, (laughs) it's ed that's who it is. Oh, I can't remember. I, I just... Yeah, I, I'm looking it up right now. It's Tom Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh. I remembered right as I was opening the page. Yep. Tom Cavanaugh, even more than the Tommy Merlin actor, just like his lines are literally delivered like this. Yeah. I'm not even making any excuses. You know, it's it, he's really... He took Tommy Merlin's leftover lunch, threw it in with some stir fry, mixed it up, and just ate it right out of the pan. Yep. Just pulled it right off the walls. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. And, and I'm, then, I'm imagining they, they must have been like power dampening collars. Yeah. That, they didn't explain them. No. But, but we s- imagine they must have been. But Supergirl couldn't didn't even well she didn't even really try to break out of them yeah she didn't try to break out of them flash didn't do anything um later on really quick there's going to be a scene where jacks and stein are standing right next to each other and don't try to make form firestorm mm-hmm. but uh they so they have this whole thing about how nazi girl is dying and for some reason they need not to fix her blood but to fix to give her a heart replacement and they've looked and they've found a heart replacement, and it's Kara. Yep. Um, now there should it is so, should, should mention that earlier yeah. in the episode there was an exchange between Thawne and Overgirl, and talking about I'm just I'm just wor- uh, Thawne is saying that he was worried that Dark Ollie was you know not on mission. Well, I talked about that a little. Did we? I don't yeah, remember him saying. We, well, basically, yeah. She says that. Um, he's like, when it comes down to it, he choose you over the mission, and she's like, no, he's better in Hitler. He's yeah. on mission. He's going to, you know, and I'll make sure that he has no other choice. Basically. I actually I forgot to talk about that. I didn't talk about that part, and I forgot to because I wanted to mention it's like. It, it, it's it's weird that she's going to say he's a better man than Hitler ever was at this point, because honestly, at this point, that would be like a current Republican being somewhat critical of Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think 
not to make that direct comparison, although, you know, <laughs> it's just that this is a person from the past that is on so much of a pedestal as to be unbelievable. So right. Like so it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird that she's willing to say that Ollie was better than Hitler. It's it's a little bit like Lenin, like Lenin saying that they were bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's also, you know, uh, she's his husband or he's, he's her, her husband. husband. She's the sheriff. She's the uh, sheriff. Yes. Uh, don't watch that show. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, Suzanne Summers. Sorry. If you're, also if you're listening, Duffy, I believe. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, it was it was weird. So they're they're there. They're having this conversation about stuff. Also, I just want to say this. I told Patrick earlier that I never get this. But the one thing I want is I want to see a Nazi beating scene where people are just fighting the crap out of Nazis while spike jones is not the director spike jones is uh, uh, uh der face is playing in the background that's yeah. what i want yeah that that's all i want hollywood give that to me mel brooks you're still alive you have time to write it do it real quick <laughs> he's already done his nazi movie i know but movies he makes fun of him a lot yeah, yeah i was gonna say movies actually so uh, maybe you got a chance yeah so so let's get this wrapped up uh, and then we go to oh oh right then metallo jumps out and apparently knocks everyone out with a kryptonite beam okay uh, yes we're okay sure whatever you want we cut back to star labs felicity and iris are sneaking around they don't know what's happened iris or felicity looks around a corner she sees a nazi she's like oh we're not alone they very clear, carefully sneak again, and somebody's putting the Nazis putting Renee in a cell. Ollie apparently called a bunch of Nazis to go back over to Star Labs. Mm-hmm. Once again, Cisco nowhere to be seen. Still out. Yeah, we we assume he's going to make a dramatic comeback at some point, but who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I want to point out again: the Flash had a whole bunch of Flash characters. Haven't seen Joe. Haven't seen Cecilia. As Patrick pointed out, where's Wally this whole episode? Yeah. Don't see Wally. What we do get is a bunch more characters from Arrow because this is the Arrow episode of this miniseries. Mm-hmm. And those actors had to be paid. Those actors had to be paid. <coughs> so I guess we're going to see uh, Ray and Nate come back in the Legends episode. That's what I can assume. Oh, wait, so, no, no. The last one wasn't the Flash episode. It was the Supergirl episode. Anyway, it started with Supergirl. Yeah, this is Supergirl Flash. And so yeah. we cut back to, well, we cut to our heroes uh, waking up and they're on Earth 2. Earth X. Earth X. They're sorry. on Earth X in, in a, the smallest prison camp ever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's very tiny. It's one exercise yard. And, well, that's all we got to see of it. Yeah, I know there might be more, um, <laughs> but that's it for the episode. Yeah, they, and, they, yeah, they just say we're on Earth X, and boom. Yep. Uh, so now, with the end of the episode, of course, it's time for plugs. And as we promised, this this is going to come out the Monday after the election, and we are actually recording this on the day when the Associated Press has called the election for Joe Biden. 
Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> so remember when we said we weren't going to stop being political after the election? Uh, there is a set. There are two Senate runoffs in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Hey, Georgians. Yes. Hello. Go vote. We love the fact that currently Georgia is blue by 9000 votes. That's great. We need every single one of you to go out and vote for those senators, because otherwise it's going to be at least two years of stonewalling by the Republicans. And as we all know, for some reason, the Republicans can obstruct their heart's content. Then at the end of that time, the next election, say, hey, the Democrats didn't get anything done. And people go, yeah, they did. And I'm not voting for them. I'm not. Yep. And so this is the time to make the change happen. Yes. I mean, we made we 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 were partway there. We 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 did good so far. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep at, the momentum. Make at, make the change. As we've said, electing Biden allows us to start getting the work done. That's yep. what this did. Electing two Democratic senators, two more Democratic senators is going to allow him to actually accomplish some stuff yep. without resorting to executive orders. Uh, and believe me, every executive order that he makes is going to be challenged in court and it will lose because the Supreme Court uh, currently has a bunch of right wing ideologues on it. Um, if you don't believe me, go look up the Federalist Society. Um, which is a weird name for a society that apparently believes in smaller government because that's not really what the Federalists were about. But anyway, moving on. Um, yes. So if you're not in Georgia and you have a few bucks, please donate to those races. Uh, if you don't have a few bucks, then God bless you. No, if you yeah. don't have a few bucks, but you have the time and are fit for this kind of thing, do some call banking, send some postcards, send some texts whatever um i i tried call banking it does not work for me i'm very bad at it uh, <laughs> but yes george is important uh we're going to be talking about georgia up until they have the runoff election in january so please be prepared to hear uh more of that from us yeah. um oh actually it's important yeah this isn't coming out the monday after the election this is coming out two mondays after the election because 2025 hasn't come. We haven't dropped 25 yet. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but also, we're, I think we're back to plugging our own podcasts. I'm going to hold off a little bit. Still. Okay. If Patrick's I, holding off, then I'm going to hold off too. It's, yeah. It's, I, I, I just, it's that important. You heard us mention our, our stuff. Yeah. You've heard it. We've, we've talked about it before. George is very important. <laughs> Important, impotent. It's very impotent as well. It's, it's not well. Uh, we hope we hope <laughs> the Republicans are. Ooh, I don't mean physically. <laughs> uh, but yes, please, please, please go vote in Georgia. Uh, expect, by the way, that voter suppression is going to be heightened. That the likelihood of uh, armed, angry Trump supporters showing up at uh, the polls to try to practice voter intimidation is going to happen. So if you can vote early or if you can vote by mail in Georgia, please do it. Please, mm -hmm. please, please do it. Yep. Keep it going. Yeah. Keep it going. We got I'm going to say this and we're all going to hate me for it. Keep it showing, if you will. Mm. Yes. No, no. I actually, I had a friend. I had a friend who posted 
Scott Abernathy, who has been on this very program, tweeted. So do you mean to say that the country was just Biden its time? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. See, I'm going to show you how that joke actually works. Okay. (laughs) All right, Patrick. Um, I saw a meme. And it was reiterating the statement. It was it was basically um, someone had taken like uh, I don't know if Trump actually tweeted it, but I know he said it in his in his on his campaign during his campaign speech as well. If I do, if I lose to somebody like Joe Biden, then I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I just leave. I just leave the country. And so someone put that in like his tweet kind of format and then did it another tweet from uh, Biden as a reply. And it just said, well, Biden. Oh, (laughs) oh, Uh, I saw a TikTok that was a reaction TikTok. But what it was, was one person saying, I just saw a bunch of Trump supporters saying that they are going to head to Mexico. And then the next part of the clip was somebody going, damn, he is going to get Mexico to build that wall. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it is. It is. But with that, uh, we have come to the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, So we hope you enjoy the episode. We do. We hope you're having a good day. We do. And we'll see you next time. Bye, Dan. Bye. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> oh, wait, I need to stop. Yeah, we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs>